Welcome to Mox on the Mic, your exclusive look into all things Chattanooga athletics. Here's your host, Chris Goforth. Welcome in this week to Mox on the Mic. I'm Chris Goforth. Glad to have you with us. We're going to talk about those Matt Mocks today. Chattanooga's head wrestling coach, Kyle Rochelle, is going to join us. His team is about to embark on a, a three-match road trip, if you will. Included in that will be a trip to Duke to take on the Blue Devils out of the Atlantic Coast Conference. So we're going to talk about that. We'll start with what he saw New Year's Day weekend from the Southern Scuffle that was held here in Chattanooga. Some tremendous wrestling every year that happens around the Southern Scuffle. We'll start with that with Kyle Rochelle coming up here in just a minute. Don't forget, make sure you subscribe, rate, and review Mox on the Mic. It helps us find Chattanooga fans, and it helps Chattanooga fans find this podcast. So again, it's very simple, especially if you're an Apple podcast user. Give us that five-star rating, and we appreciate your reviews as well. Enough of that. Let's get to our conversation. Here's Kyle Rochelle, Chattanooga's head wrestling coach. Coach, appreciate the time, uh, as always. Uh, always good to catch up. Uh, you just come off the the Southern Scuffle, which is always a, a tremendous event that uh, takes place uh, in, in Chattanooga. A, a little bit about the event this year and how you felt. Uh, how you felt your guys responded. Um, the Southern Scuffle is always a great tournament. Um, it, it's always well run. Uh, I'd like to take full credit for it, but I don't do anything but get the teams there and uh, roll out the mats, and then I just worry about my guys. And so, uh, huge thanks to everybody that helps run it from Jay Blackman to Bud Hannibal to Travis Gerard to our just the full administration, um, everybody. It's just it's a great it's a great tournament. Well ran and like every coach loves it. So um, we just need to get the best teams back uh, so we can get more people in the seats, seeing the best in the country. Um, that's what we need. And then I think our guys did a great job. They they especially our lower weights the from forty nine down. We really took advantage of the opportunities we had. Um, 33, Blake Borman, he hadn't wrestled any ranked guys yet, but, uh, he, he knocked somebody off early in the quarters and then, uh, continued to grow through that beating a tough kid from, uh, army as well. Uh, now he sees himself in the ranking. So he took advantage of that. Same with, uh, our, our little freshman, um, Isaiah Poe at 141, uh, placing the highest out of anybody placed in third place. He's got a lot of potential. Uh, we need to just keep developing him. He needs to grow up fast a little bit here. Uh, he's got two months left and, uh, we'll see what he can do come conference time. Um, and then Noah Castillo placing fourth had a really close loss in the semis to a, a tough kid. He was ranked top 12 in the country at the beginning of the year. Um, Noah's going to see him again at the end of the year at Indiana. Um, and so Noah's got a great opportunity moving forward, uh, just progressing. And then of course, at 157 place in seventh, uh, Austin paradise, um, finding ways to score is, is huge in tournaments and just getting your hand raised and move forward. And he found that. And so, uh, we just got to figure out our upper weights. Those guys need to get their hands raised a little bit more, develop in finishing single legs and hand fighting and all the little detail stuff. Uh, but they have the the capability of getting it done. The scuffle comes so early in the season. You, you've still got a lot of wrestling and a lot of mat time left for your guys. Do you view that as maybe the first measuring stick for where you guys are both individually and as a team? Um. <clears throat> 
I guess it's the first big measuring stick. Yeah. Uh, I think we, we saw where we were at come the first weekend of the year at the Southeast open. Uh, we, we saw the things that we needed to work on where we're deficient in. Um, and then the scuffle is kind of that second round of, okay, these are the things that we worked on. Let's make sure that they're working. Um, and now what's the next step, uh, before we get into our conference play. And so, um, I think this is the biggest one that we had, but it's kind of the second little check of, uh, what, what's going kind of going on on our team, uh, what we need to develop in and what we need to get better at. You guys are going to hit the road. Now you've got Lindenwood on Saturday next week. Uh, you head to Duke and then you'll continue up the, the East coast and finish up at VMI. I, I want to get to those in just a second. Talk a little bit, though, if you would. I don't know that I've ever asked you about it or, or heard you talk about it. Tra traveling as a wrestling team, how many guys actually make the trip? How do you determine who gets to travel and, and who doesn't? What does that look like? Uh, that's that's a good question, right? Uh, I think it depends on the weekend. It depends if it's a double duel or just a single duel. So, like, this weekend we're going to Lindenwood. It's just one duel meet. Uh, we'll take 10 to 12 guys. Um, we usually take a couple backups just in case if something crazy happens, guy slips on ice, uh, that there's somebody in there that can weigh in. So we're not forfeiting any weight classes or anything like that. Um, and then a bigger trip, like a, a double dual, uh, Duke VMI, we'll take about 15, 16 guys kind of just covering every base of, you know, if a 33 goes down, a 25 can cover 125 and 133. If a 41 goes down. You know, a 33 can cover both those weight classes. So we just got to plan that out. I would say about 15, 16 on weekends like that. Um, and we just kind of determine it based on, you know, the depth chart a little bit um, and kind of figuring out um, what what guys are might be struggling with maybe weight and we need to cover them a little bit or guys that maybe be banged up a little bit and it's like, ah, we're not quite sure that they're ready. And so it all depends on injuries, uh, weight cut, um, and kind of the other team as well. Tell us a little bit about Lyndon Wood. How much do you know about him? You guys make the trek over to Missouri. What are we going to see? Um, I, all I want to see, so I'm, I don't know quite a bit. I don't know quite a bit about, uh, Lyndon Wood other than their emerging D2 program. Uh, they're going from D2 to D1. Um, and so what I want to see is just our guys continue to develop in their hand fight, their offense score a lot of points, um, and just continue to grow. Um, I think this is a good test to see where we're at when it comes to our coachability. Um, are our guys coachable? And can they move forward um, in the positions that we've been working on? You guys head to Duke on January the 19th. Uh, when it comes to scheduling uh, Power 5 opponents, and I know you've you've tried to balance things. You try to get a couple of those at home when you can. Certainly, you have to take on some of those uh, on the road. What are you looking for when it comes to scheduling those type of uh, those type of opponents? Um, it, it, it's I think last year I went overboard uh, doing I think five or six Big Ten teams. Um, <clears throat> you want to, you have to find a great balance and, you know, a, a winning percentage is very important in, in college wrestling. It, it goes into potential, uh, NCAA at large bids at your conference tournament. Um, and so you have to balance the opportunity of maybe beating somebody that's really, really good with 
you know, you know, you know, you're going to have a good winning percentage. And so um, last year I went probably a little bit overboard. I thought our guys were ready to go. They can beat a couple guys that they probably shouldn't have um, that type of stuff. And then this year with the younger team, we kind of pulled back the reins a little bit more um, and only have a couple power five conferences, but uh, still going out there and trying to, you know, beat those teams that we're not supposed to. And so we, uh, we kind of balance it per year based on the age of our guys and the experience they have, but also we got, got, we got to give them opportunities every single year. So, you know, I know like with basketball and, and football, even softball, they, they get up when they know they're going to take on somebody from a power five uh, conference. Does the same apply to wrestling? Will, will your guys be maybe a little more enthused about uh, heading to Duke next week? I hope so. Um, I, I always loved road trips. Um, as an athlete, I, I got more, I don't know, more focused or more, more hyped or whatever. Uh, when I was on the road, I don't know why, um, uh, I always loved wrestling in front of my fans, but at the same time, I, I think it was maybe you're on the road with your buddies, you're kind of locked in, you're listening to your music, you're, you're, you got, you don't have many distractions. Um, and so I, I hope they get pumped up and ready to go and, and enjoy the trip because you don't get a lot of these these moments uh, throughout your your career. So um, they better be. Uh, I think they'll be ready to go. So what did Kyle Rochelle listen to before he took to the mat? Oh, man. <laughs> truthfully or what I want everybody to know? Um, no, no, no. Truthfully, truthfully. you got to be <laughs> honest on this podcast. I needed to um, stay relaxed and I needed a good beat. So honestly, I listened to some Michael Jackson back in the day um, or any kind of like a little smooth techno stuff that uh, just had a good beat that would keep my feet moving, but not overhype me that I would, you know, go out there and make a mistake and and reach right away and, and just get overzealous on, on my competition. So I needed to stay a little calm and just let the match develop. So have you hit that point yet where you look at some of your guys now and go, what are you listening to? <laughs> yeah, I don't control the ox very often. Uh, they're not playing music or there's curse words that pop up. I throw on some country music, um, throw on, you know, some old, like for me, oldies, like 90s and that type of stuff. And so uh, they don't, uh, they get their, their music on early and it's clean now. So they don't, they don't hear my music very often. All right, let's talk a little bit about the conference because you guys do open up uh, conference play January the 21st. That is at VMI. What have you seen? How much do you know right now about what the Southern Conference looks like um, heading into conference play? Um, uh, I, it's one of those things that's it's just like the years before, it seems like. Um, Campbell and App State, they're very tough. Uh, Campbell's got a solid team top to bottom. Their upper weights are really good. Um, they have a couple guys in the lower weights that, that are nationally ranked. App State, their come their season has really come along. Uh, we didn't really know what they were going to bring in this year, but uh, John Mark does a good job. I hate to say that, but he's doing a good job up there, and um, he has a, a solid team again, top to bottom. Those guys are out there scrapping hard. Um, I think we got a team that can compete with both of them. We have to have a good weekend, and we can beat either one of them. Um, we just have to be on our A game. And then I would say Citadel and Gardner Webb are kind of right there next fighting. Um, we have to be ready when we wrestle them. Uh, they could surprise you. They have some solid guys um, top to bottom as well. A couple of great guys. And then uh, you kind of got everybody else after that. Um, there's 
BMI, they, they got a couple solid kids. Um, Davidson, same thing. Um, and so there's top to bottom, I think in our conference and there's, there's good guys at every single, um, institution and, and coaches are doing a really good job of developing their guys. But I would say Campbell and App State are, are up top and then uh, Citadel Gardner Weber right there uh, fighting and scrapping against us too. I, I, feel, I feel like the last time we talked, you were kind of still trying to set what your lineup was, was going to look like. Are you closer to that now than what you were then? Do you feel like you've maybe learned some things about some of these guys over the last couple of weeks? Yes, um, a little bit. Uh, there's there's still a couple of question marks. Um, I'd say at 41, we're kind of figuring it out, right? Uh, we we kind of know who the guy's going to be. 57, it's a mystery. Uh, one guy beat a guy in a in a blue gold. The other guy placed, and now we got a guy coming uh, out of injury, and so we got to figure out 157. Um, and then heavyweights kind of shown ourselves of who's who's going to probably be the guy as well. Um, so really it's just, uh, probably 57 and 84 kind of need to figure out those two weight classes. Um, and we're going to figure that out here in the next couple of weeks and kind of go with a guy. And then he needs to continue to do his job of representing Chattanooga the right way, going out there, wrestling hard, looking to score points, um, and just fighting for a full seven minutes. And you have to look, it's, it's a battle every week for an opportunity to, to compete when, when the time comes, right? I mean, even though you may have your lineup, it's still a competition every week in that wrestling room for, for who's going to be on the card that, that weekend. Yeah. It's one of those things where it, you don't walk in the wrestling room thinking, um, Hey, I need to go out in there and prove that I'm the guy every single day because they're your teammates and it doesn't really matter. Like when it's, end of the day you got to beat somebody from a different school that really matters uh but also you need to let everybody know that you're the guy and so it's a fine line of playing that um being ready every single day looking like you're the guy training like you're the guy doing everything right off the mat doing everything that it takes to be a division one wrestler um but then also you're just growing and having teammates you, you can't be a jerk every single day so there's a fine line in there um but the best guys figure it out and they they know what they're doing every single day and so um the, the guy that need, it's going to be at 157 they they need to prove it a little bit in the room but more importantly out on the mat coach appreciate the time and i, I want to take the opportunity and remind folks chattanooga wrestling Back at home, McClellan Gym, January the 28th. That is a Sunday at 2 o'clock against Davidson. And uh, so that'll be the next time you'll get a chance to see these guys at home. So come out and support Chattanooga Wrestling. Thanks again to Coach Rochelle for his time. Best of luck to his guys. Again, they go on the road for three straight before they return home uh, at the end of the month against the Citadel. Make plans to come on out to McClellan Gym and uh, enjoy some Chattanooga wrestling. Those guys, uh, fun to watch. Always, always fun to watch. Thank you for your time for being with us this week. Thanks to Tate Johnson. She puts all of this together. We'll see you again next week. Until then, so long, everybody, and go Mox. Thanks for listening to Mox on the Mic. Please remember to rate, subscribe, and review. And we'll see you again soon.